Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 467 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randoms, technology and life and... Fixing audio. (laughs) Well, I was going to say I've been very sweaty today, Chris. Uh, it has been hot. It has been hot for a week. Oh, no, it's hot. But it's. Uh, I dropped my car off to get its car alarm put in today. Yeah. So shout out to Brian and Tracy from Audio Active. So these guys, they are doing it from home. Sort yeah, of they've yeah, got yeah. a whole workshop there. He's got like, he had like five or six cars he was working on today. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he said, I'll oh, just leave it here. Uh, we'll ring you later. I don't know how long. <laughs> okay, cool. So the plan was to wander around and do some geocaching. Oh, wow. You haven't done that for a while. No. And when I do do it, I do it full, full on. on. So I've, wor- I've walked over 19 kilometers today. I've done 25,000 steps in the hot, hot sun. I think I found about 12 of them. Well, wow. maybe 10 out of 12. There was two that went there. And uh, I- I've sweated so much. This white stuff on my shirt is all my body salts. Yes. That's what happens to me. But cool. no, so the main thing is my car's got a freaking alarm. I went with the top tier model, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, you paid more. <laughs> I paid more. Uh, it's crazy. It's got a little microphone in there that is just listening for glass to break. So if oh, that wow. breaks, it'll go off. This one's got three immobilizers. So it immobilizes the car in three different ways. So I think it's battery, ignition, and fuel, I guess. Something else. I don't know. What else? It's got a tilt sensor. So if if, if someone tried jacking the car up now, it'd go off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, nice. It's got a bright blue light that he goes, I've got to ask, where do you want this light? I was like, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. He goes, it's really good if I just put it right in the center of the dash. So when it blinks at night, it hits the windscreen and the whole car goes like blue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Because my, my, uh, my one, the um, Nissan, was right in the dash. It was red and it just glowed and did the same thing with it. Mm. I, I think it's good. So, yeah, uh, good. He was, well, I was talking to him about just, you know, all these car thieves and stuff and goes, it's mental. He goes, we've had a woman that came in, young woman, Toyota Aqua, because that's the number one stolen car in the country. Yep. And, like, I think it's a numbers game more than anything. I don't think they're any easier to steal than, say, some other cars. It's just they do not have an immobilizer in them. Yeah. Like, you, you, any car that doesn't have an immobilizer, just rip the ignition off, you go. Yeah, so there's a certain strata where if it's under that strata... They're fair game in terms of they don't have immobilizers. But then, like you say, which one's got the most on the road? Exactly. exactly. Toyota something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So this is the fielder I've got. So this is the third on the list. But uh, her car had been stolen five times before she went and got an alarm put in. And I was like, that's mental. Because if she's paying in excess. Yeah, she may as well have got the alarm alarm after the first time. But he said the (laughs) the biggest problem she had was she got it back from the panel beaters and within 20 minutes it was stolen again. 20 minutes. She parked at Mill Street Pack and Save and went to the Helm Bar to have a drink after getting the car back, and she came out and it wasn't there. That's when she went and got an alarm. That's when she went and got another drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 20 uh, minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. What have you been up right. to this week? Uh, so I, I had, and I, I don't want to have a big moan, but um, it was interesting. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. I, I had the worst uh, migraine I've had for like over a decade. Like, I, So it was up there. Way up there. Oh. So when I get migraines, don't get them very often. Probably I'd say once to twice a year on on mm. on average. Um, but the, the I don't even feel any pain. It just 
I get a bit of jangly, a spot in my vision that goes a bit weird, wonky. Yeah. Yep. And then if I'm, it's usually because I'm stressed. If I keep stressing, it mm. grows until I can't see anything. Oh, okay. And I got to lie down. So I and I know as soon as I see the spot and it starts to grow, I'm like, all right, I'm yep. going to go for a walk. I'm going to go and lie down. Whatever, one of those things. And and I don't even get a headache. That's normally this time. It came on real quick. I had a splitting headache. I felt nauseous for like hours, like I was going to throw up any second yeah. for hours. Yeah. Oh, like, man. And, uh, so that's your whole day gone? Yeah, 30 hours pretty much. I oh, was wow. screwed. Uh, all, all Saturday, yeah, I was I was just a, yeah. Oh, the weekend too. It's even yeah. worse. <laughs> yes, yes. So so I, and, and then on Monday, and Sunday I took it easy. Monday I went to work. And I'd sort of said, oh, I had a migraine. Oh, are you okay now? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I feel really good. After an hour on the screens, I'm like, mm, not feeling good. <laughs> Go and have a light down. Again. Oh, wow. Yep. So, so luckily, Tuesday was Waitangi Day. So I didn't do anything there either. So, uh, touch wood, I've been good today. So, anyway. Excellent. Uh, so that's me. How, how about you? Because you said you had a headache too. Yeah, I, yeah I'm just dehydrated because I've been walking 19 kilometres <laughs> or whatever it was. I've yeah. drunk in a bunch. Of, I've drunk in so much liquid today, like electrolytes, all sorts of stuff. Um, it's weird. Like wandering around, a couple of things I noticed was like there's no bus stops anywhere. There's nowhere to sit. There's no seats. I found some really weird parks today that didn't even know existed. In the uh, next to um, Wairere Drive, up near uh, up past Chartwell, as you go alongside the road, I ended up on a path. I came in from a weird place, but I left that way. But there's a path going in, and it's like a driveway. It goes on forever and ever and ever. And then you just end up in this area that is done up as a BMX track or mountain bike track. No, probably mountain bike track. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. And it looks really old. And not super well maintained. And there's a shack thing. I've got to take a photo of it. Damn it. There's a shack thing where some seats in that where you could just sit there and watch people go around, I guess. But it's real massive. Like, and it's through forest and trees and all sorts. And it's right, and next door to it is the houses. Just here. It's <laughs> random as. Anyway. Um, yeah, I suppose the cyclists know about that. But I, I don't know, yeah. So anyway, that's why I've got a headache. Yeah. But uh, this week I haven't done too much. Had work. And here I am. Yeah. Well, I, um, I, did a another podcast. I've been cheating on the Chris and Sam podcast. I um, was that thing that I saw the live LinkedIn thing. Was that the podcast? That's the podcast. Okay, so there's an audio version of that that's gone on yeah. the audio podcast. I did not listen to it at all. Oh, okay. Uh, what happened was it gave uh, it gave me a thing saying you're online or something, and I opened up the screen and I got real busy, and um, it, but it plays it without uh, audio or anything. It's sort of showing you a preview. Yeah, and uh, I've spoken to you so much that when you started talking about the woman, I knew what you were saying. I could read your lips. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, cool." But I, I did tell you the lighting and the background were really good. Yes, I, I nailed that. It was pretty good. I, I was really bummed afterwards when I realised I should have hit record on my vertical record. Yes, so I could have edited little bits out of that. Just quickly on that, yeah. There's a um, Insta three sixty is a type of camera and they keep bringing different models out all the time yeah. and you have to usually buy it direct, directly from them uh, and some of them do make it to stores like Photo Gear in Auckland and that but I saw a YouTuber uh, he had one and they've got a new one and it's is it, so it's a 360 cam uh, no yes. they, they do do one and that's the one that everyone has on a stick and it yep. wipes out the stick but they've got this other one and I can't remember the actual name of it but the brand is Insta360 and it looks just like a GoPro. 
Right. But the back screen flips up so you can actually record yourself and see what you're doing. Nice. But it has a feature where it has a giant cross, basically, on the screen. So it's doing vertical and horizontal recording both at the same time, and it's showing you the guidelines of where to put your head. Nice. And then once you finish recording, it can spit out both formats. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, just so those listening, I've got an OBS set up, and it records my normal screen, you know, the 16 by 9 or whatever it's on. I think that's what it's on. And then it also records a vertical, which I can use for um, Insta or whatever, which I've never really used yet. I've planned to, but I haven't. And I should have just recorded that you whole thing, have. and I just would have cut some. Because that's the trick, isn't it? You've got to record all this stuff and get all the little clips out. Yeah, that's the thing. And we sort of do that sometimes with the Chris Sam podcast when I get round to it. I do have a new tool that I'm playing with that's been built from some random... And you use that AI thing that spits out some gobbledygook um, onto Facebook. That makes no sense that I keep reading going, what does this mean? What's this? That's a different tool. That's missing letter, I think, that's doing that. They're the older posts, eh? I don't know. They come up every now and again. Yeah, it's like, so there's, there's a tool called missing letter, and um, you publish something, and I get an email, and it goes, hey, you've got a new, a new post, and you go into it, and then you tell it if you want to drip feed something for two weeks or up to 12 months, and I've done it in the past, and it, it picks, it's, transcribes it and it picks out pieces yeah um and then it tries to make a caption that's a bit weird sometimes yeah and you got to go through each one and try and fix it up but there's some that came through and i'm like i swear i didn't pick those because i've seen one or two and i'm like what does that mean because there's no oh, context I, 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 yeah i remember anyway reading one or two yeah, yeah. Okay, just so everybody know now knows what's going on. How'd the podcast go though? With this lady from was she the Canadian? Um, yeah, Sh- Sh- Shauna. Um, I've forgotten her last name. That's okay. It's don't worry, Shauna. Shauna Lee something or other. And um, yeah, it's the Rebel Marketing Podcast. It went really well. I nailed it. It was pretty cool. And what was, what so, was your expertise? Uh, so she called it Pitch Perfect: The Heart of Pitching. No, the Heart of uh, something or else. Okay, Something but it's around. all around pitching your yeah. idea or just, concept. Just around or... pitching communication, basically. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, it went really well. Uh, check it out. It's on my Facebook page. It's on – because I, I live-streamed it because we use Restream. Like, I live-streamed it to YouTube, Facebook page, and oh, um, okay. LinkedIn. Cool. I saw a problem with LinkedIn. So, basically, you can go check out this audio podcast as well of hers. Yes, which was Re- called Rebel Marketing Podcast. Okay. Yeah, with Shauna – be interesting. It'd be cool if you get some feedback on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, how we, do, do you know what her audience size is? Is it bigger than the Christmas Ham podcast? I have no idea. Okay, okay. But it was good fun. Um, so anyway, uh, what else have we got? I wanted to. I, this isn't even written down, but I came across this earlier, and I wanted to look it up. And mm. I looked it up. Mm. Now I thought it was new, and then by the time I look it up, I'm like, yeah, this sort of happened between 2010 2014. Yep. Right. Yep. But it's still really cool. Okay. So I'm going to share some of this anyway. So the guy we're talking about here is Marino Morikawa. He's a Peruvian Japanese gentleman. Of course he is. Yeah. And he does, oh, I was going to say, what did he do? he's a bio something or other engineer. Um, I like he, that. We've got a job title like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, um, so he grew up in Peru, mm. but he's living in Japan and doing this stuff. And he's talking to his 
father one day, and his father says, oh, the wetlands, you know, where we used to fish all the time, uh, yeah, they're going to cap it, they're going to concrete over it all. And he goes, it's oh. 160 hectares. He goes, oh, no, it used to be. There's only oh. about 60 left now. And it's, so it's they just, just a fetid swamp. They keep capping it to make. Well, they're going to cap it because okay. it had it had grown in. Mm, okay. So he 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 flew back. Obviously, yeah. he's making a lot of money. I would say he flew back and checked it out, and it was like it was disgusting. Okay. So there was a whole bunch of things that you know. This is his field. He he could see that was wrong. So there was um, like. Uh, sewerage or drainage going by the side of it, which was leaching into yeah, it. Okay. It was like being used as an illegal dump, so it was just rubbish mm. in there. Um, and then there was some, um, this fetid, um, something, they call it something lettuce. It's just one of those pests. Yeah, yeah, uh, species. Pest yep. uh, plants that yep. just covers the top. <clears throat> so anyway, he go. He talks to the mayor, because he, he, family's been there for generations. They all know each other. Okay. So he talks to the mayor. He knows the mayor. He goes, hey, look, give me a year. Don't have to give me any money. I'll get it fixed. And the guy goes, we've been trying, and I've given up. We've but, tried this so many, for so okay. many years. So now. the aim is to make it back to original swamp land for yeah, fixing? Yeah. So, um, so what he did is he said, right, I'll, I'll, don't worry about the money. I'll sort it out. Mm. So he couldn't get it to raise any money, Peru. He went back to Japan. Took out three different loans. Yeah, yeah. Um, tried to get some funding. Didn't really get any funding. He just paid for it all himself. How, mu- how much does he spend? Do we know? I uh, don't think it's said here. And I'm just trying to figure out if it's a t- like it's a lot to get a loan, but yeah, how crazy? I don't well, know. Because in Japan, the interest rates are so ridiculously low. Okay, three percent or two percent or something yeah. to borrow. All <laughs> oh, right, you know, so it's ridiculous. So, I, in my understanding of it, anyway. So anyway, that's cool. He spent. He got a, a bunch of samples. Went back to the um, back to Japan, back to his lab, yeah, and spent six six months just working in the lab. Mm. And he comes back, and within three months, he turned it around. And basically, what he was using is micro nanobubbles. Micro nanobubbles, right? Okay. So when you th- think of a um, fizzy drink yeah. and the bubbles in a fizzy drink, they're ten thousand times smaller than that. Okay. And if you put the bubbles at the bottom of the pond, whatever, yeah. they'll t- they're will they so small, they take five, six hours to get to the surface, right? Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, okay. So yeah. what happens is they have an electromagnetic field because of the way the surface tension of the bubble works and all this stuff. I don't understand. No, it sounds good. I believe you. Sounds Carry good. on, yeah. And what it does is it attracts all the viruses and bacteria to the bubbles. It's like they get caught in a web. Mm. And and it and they get stuck in these bubbles, and they bring them up to the surface, and the sunlight cleans them all. What? And okay. Yeah, I know, and I'm like, this sounds amazing. <laughs> so is it the what? What? How's he making the bubbles? I mm, is it a pipe at the bottom I, or is it some I, weird I, machine? I I had a look around for this. So this was on the World Economic Forum. They have those little videos. I don't oh, know if you've okay. ever seen them. So I saw that, and I went, I want to know more because it didn't tell me okay, anything. But they won't tell so us anything. Then, then I found this. PDF is basically what I'm going through here, and it goes through all this stuff. Okay. Now, this is what the before and after from 2010 to 2014 photos. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's like a... All the biodiversity's come back, the birds come back, all that sort of thing. It's got, you know, obviously over the several years, I think this PDF that I'm looking at was printed in 2015. Um, and he, he got some major conservation award and stuff like that. There's the dude. Um, okay. 
Yeah. Looking, okay, that's pretty cool. So I, I just like it's just such a cool story, and I'm like, why don't we ever hear the cool stories? I want to hear some more cool stories because it's not clickbaity. Most people, <laughs> most people, no, that's it. Like, no, you're right. You're right. That's right. But yeah, so I just wanted to to say good on you, Marino Morikawa. How young do you think is the youngest person ever to reach Everest Base Camp? I okay, I would say sixteen. You'd think something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing a guess yeah. out, right? Why don't I tell you if it's a two-year-old? <sighs> That's just stupid. It doesn't count, does it? Because no. it got, got got carried up there with the parents. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So um, the previous record was held by a uh, four-year-old from the Czech Republic, but this British couple decided, stuff that. We're touring the world. We're traveling everywhere. We're going to take this kid with us. Um, we call her sack. They tested his blood uh, as well to make sure he's all good in that. And it says something here. When they were back in the UK, they were doing some sort of training. The son is benefiting from learning about different cultures now and loves hearing the Islamic call to prayer and other things. He's two. Uh, it did say somewhere here that um, they'd been doing some training at home. Oh, breathing techniques and plunge themselves into ice cold baths. They're just throwing this kid in ice cold baths. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's, I think those records have to be self-propelled by somebody that wants to do it. Yeah, Because yeah, literally yeah. you could go, also, he's dived the deepest under the ocean. Like, <laughs> what happened? Well, we put him in a little submarine. We took him down. Like, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not it, really- it's like, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say something that's not cool. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I watched, um, I, I watched it, I, I, YouTube has decided to show me random things again. Right, okay. Uh, the algorithm's changed on me. Partly, I'm seeing, like, a lot of John Oliver stuff now, because we've been watching that clips. Um, I saw a clip from, um, oh, what's his face? Who's back? The, the other guy? Jimmy um, Kimmel? No. He's been showing up a lot. No. Uh, uh, who left? Was, oh, uh, yeah. I and he's back he one night a week. And he did a gun one the yep. other day. Yeah. Uh, John. John. Stewart. Stewart. That's it. <laughs> anyway, the other thing I've been seeing for some reason, I don't know why, Area 51 videos. Huh. I don't okay. know. Anyway, watch one. So now they're going to show me all of them. <laughs> so this guy, yeah, this guy in 1994, he's an archaeologist. So way back in the day, in like 1876 or something, these pilgrims went all the way through the area, that uh, the location that Area 51 is currently now. And they split up, and they had arguments, and half of them died, and they had to eat the horses and all this stuff. It's like a whole story. That happened all over the states. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but these and 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 they finally some of them made it and all this sort of stuff. And um, but they, as they were coming through, they wrote a big inscription thing on a wall of um, granite, I think, in a canyon. Oh, okay. And they they had a whole bunch of them, but there's a couple that had never been seen. So this guy is an archaeologist, and that's all he's ever is and ever wanted to be, and he's really good. So he's looking for this inscription well, on the canyon. Yeah, and he and but it's next to the lake thing, the lake bed that Era Fifty One uses. It's right next to all the hangars and stuff. And basically, he contacts them and say, "Hey, do you have an archaeologist on base? I just want to come in and see if I can find this very historically important area because nobody's ever done it." Because the photo of the lake bed, sorry, they only have an image that some guy drew back in the day. Because it's a no-fly zone, you can't take photos, you can't do anything. All right. So 1994, his brother drives him all the way up to the edge that you're allowed to get to, and he says, um, see you later. Uh, 
I'll, I'll message you when I can on my phone. And um, I've started sending um, updates to the San Francisco Chronicle, I think it was. So he wrote all these letters to them. And he was just like, I hope they don't dob me in and get me arrested straight away. And he was in there for seven days, undetected. And um, he, he was... he Yeah, but he's just looking for inscription on Canyon Wall. Yes, but he's in Area 51. So yeah. top secret military base, bombing range, and um, airfield for God knows what. So he says, I'm, I climb over a ridge. I'm just about to go over here. Boom. There's a whole base. Armed guards everywhere on rotation, lights that flick on and off and then quickly rotate and then come back on. So he works, he, he has to basically go right up against it and around it. And he finally gets to where he goes. He can't find the inscription. He never finds that. His phone dies. He runs out of water. He thinks, oh shit. He said to his brother, if, if I'm not back at the date, that either caught me uh, and something's happening or I'm dead. Like, that's it. It's just how it is. Don't worry about it. Um... <laughs> He found a, he found an oxen shoe, like he found something that was because had oxen from that party. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it was Back good. In the day. And then as he's leaving, he went somewhere else. Oh, and he saw the lake bed, and he said during the day, it's just a lake bed, and he's got a photo, color photo that he took, and he goes, I'm the only person that probably has that photo, and he, and he never did anything with it or anything. No, and you know, but he says at night time he goes. It was lit up, and there's something underneath it lit up. And there was weird lights that came out and all sorts. So it sounds like it's the underground hangar that must open up or something. I don't know. And he goes, it was absolutely crazy. But as he was leaving, he was like, I'm going to die of dehydration. He ends up stumbling across another building that he goes, didn't really have any guards, but he found a hose, turned that on, drunk as much water as he could, and then managed to make it out and caught up with his brother. (laughs) Um, They were not happy he was in there. Uh, and he didn't really talk about what else happened, but they didn't arrest him or anything. And he didn't. Went, oh no, because that all came out in the paper. Cause yeah, he sent it to the paper. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And then he and he he explained why he'd done that because um, he said, "Look, I'm I'm going to be if I disappear. Yeah, yeah pretty it's much going to be a record. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, no, it's fair, fair cool. Pretty fair random cool. little uh, random little clip. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to this, hearing all the other random stuff. The, well, that you the, well, the <laughs> other one, the other one is this is an account that seems to show body cam footage from cops. So I don't know how they get the footage. And the guy goes, uh, "Dispatch, I'm just going into the. Uh, well, I can't remember what he called the area. He didn't call it Area 51, but he goes, we're going into the con- in the area. And these two, this man and woman, are in a like uh, sedan." And they've dro- driven right in as far as they can to the base. And then the base security's come out. And the cops had to go up there. And he goes all the way up there. And there's these guys. Uh, and the voiceover guy goes, they're not military, but they do all have camo gear on. And the cop goes up to them and covers his camera. And he says, hey, look, just let you know, I'm recording because my body cam's on. If you guys want to cover your faces, I'm just giving you that opportunity right now. And then the guy goes, hey, really appreciate it. Really happy you guys came out here. And, and then he takes it off. And they're all just like fully covered. And they're like full military, and he goes, "Yeah, he goes." So, oh, so so they caught somebody trespassing. The, this, this husband and wife that oh, just right drove right. all the way up, and the cop says, "Look," uh, and the the military guy goes, "Um, just to let you know, for all precautions, we did handcuff him just because of his size, because quite a big dude, and he did have some weapons on him, oh, in his vehicle. Um, he's okay, uh, no problems or anything. We've we've unhandcuffed him." Um, and the, he, the cop goes, "Oh, swears." So he's talking to this guy, and he goes, uh, "Just to let you know." 
um, you had a pistol in a lockbox in your car, and the guy goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay, I'm just going to hold that. When, when we turn you around and get you off this area, I'll give it all back to you. And you had a pocket knife and a camera on. Uh, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. And he said, um, we are really, really surprised how far you made it in that car. Like we've, and he says to the the, uh, the camo dude, he goes, remember those last couple? He goes, yeah, yeah, they were like three clicks back when we stopped them because um, that's as far as they could get. He goes, I don't know how this car got up here. And he said, what, what are you doing here? And the guy goes, oh, we're in town and we brought all the souvenirs and stuff. And we said to the guy, can we go get a photo of the, the gate? Like as far as you can go? And the guy goes, yeah. He goes, drive up, turn off this road. Go up this little track, turn left, the gate will be there. But they turned right. And then basically they just got lost. And they just kept driving until the security (laughs) came. Yeah. And he goes, the cop goes, we're going to give you a citation right now. You're basically being trespassed. You've got a $600 fine. You're both getting one. You will get a court summons. You do not have to come to court. If you want to make payments on this, you just contact the court. That's fine. Um, You can come to the court and defend this if you want. And the guy, the husband and wife go, no, 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 we're idiots. We're not doing that. He goes, okay, we'll turn you around. Hopefully we'll get you out. And he goes to the camera guy, I just, I hope they don't have a, get a flat tire in a sec. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I can't, I just can't believe it. They made it this far. We've never had a car come in this far. These you are like four wheel drive. Yeah, no worries. But look at it. It's just a normal <laughs> sedan. Anyway, that's the other one I saw. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, here we go for time. You've got about two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. Oh, what are we going to do? Um, I did you see this thing about new surveillance in schools in, in in New Zealand? What's the deal? What's the deal? Um, oh yeah, I just saw the headline. It's opening. <laughs> What's the deal? Um, so it's- Green Bay high school students are voicing concerns about glass bathroom door. Yes. So they can see if they're vaping, but there's no cameras pointing at this glass bathroom door. It's frosted glass, though, isn't it? I think. Well, you'd hope so. It's frosted in the middle like this. And then there's panel, panel at the top and bottom, I think. It's still pretty dodge. But, yeah, it's a bit weird. Uh, What do you think about... I mean, I remember when I was at school, and it it was nothing to get the kids to... Bend over and touch your toes while the uh, headmaster whacked you around the ass with the um, with the cane. That was normal. I mean, that that's so long ago, so old. <laughs> it cracks me up though with the vaping though, because every time I see someone vape, there's so much um, smoke. smoke compared yeah, to a normal cigarette. Even if they try and contain it, they can't. It just like, goes everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, it smells because usually it's flavored. Yeah, yeah. So why do you need the glass thing? I don't know. Uh, come out today. I think it was today. From today, all pack and saves North Island wide facial recognition. I saw. No, it's on trial, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still using facial recognition. Yeah, but it's not all pack and saves. So trialing it in a couple, and if it oh, I thought it was all of them. a trial. They're, they're talking about. It rolling makes it no out. sense to me. Yeah, so they're trialling it in Auckland. So I, I saw that news news story myself. Uh, they're trialling it in Auckland. They um, they are using it because there's been repeat offenders coming in, yeah, and stealing stuff cool. and punching people up, yeah, and whatever, stabbing. I don't care. Yeah. They know every shithead is known to everybody. It doesn't matter because they can't do anything. Yeah, you could go. The system can go. Oh, dickheads come in the store. Okay, the security guy can't do anything. Nobody can do anything. Cops are stretched. I don't understand what the point is. They're going to identify people potentially. 
Although, if you're female and you're Asian, Maori, or any 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 ethnicity apart from European, it has real trouble. So just yeah. don't identify anybody. Yeah. Good times. And the caliber of staff, they're highly trained. They're not going to... You know, yeah, so they, they the, did go on about how no, highly they're trained they're not highly trained. They're idiots. And um, there's going to be like TikTok shared images of stuff. Like, yeah. anyway, I'd be interested to see how it goes. The, I, I, I don't have a problem with the trial. It makes sense. And they've got to teach it. And it may help to learn. But there are a couple of things I would be concerned about. Um, first of all, there is that whole what's the point because yeah. you can't do what anything do? with them. But the other thing is, I still think their data is not going to be secure enough, and anybody's images can be captured, which 20 years ago, 10 years ago, wouldn't have been a problem. Now, it can be in a deep fake, right? Yes. So those images can be used, mind you, I guess they can capture images themselves from anything now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I think... I, I don't know if I'm right on this or not. There's a lot of petrol stations and other people that are tied in with that aura system. Okay? Mm. And the aura system is cameras that record everyone and they share the image or the information between stores, I think, is how it works. Right. Pack and Save can't be part of that. So I think Countdown is part of Aura and Zed and Prisco's and all those guys. So when all those people steal, that gets sent out. I think that's how it works. Right. So I think that's, I don't know if that system uses AI, and it's that whole loose term of AI. Yeah. You know, like there's different, a spectrum of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, but yeah, facial recognition is, is st- I think we need to have it here to start training on our ethnic you, makeup. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, and we need it somewhere. But um, I'd be interested to see how it's utilised overseas and what they're doing with it and if they're getting good results. I bet I can just, uh, in my head, I can just see somebody has come up with some random program off the shelf from somewhere else, done a really good presentation that's like 72 slides and gone, hey, this is going to reduce all the thieving and stuff. In reality, nothing's going to happen. Save you millions of dollars. Save you millions of dollars. But to do that, two and a half million dollars. What Every six steel. months or something like, you know, <laughs> and then we have to do an upgrade. Yeah. You know, it's someone's H- sold it to them. Having worked at uh, pack and, uh, foodstuffs for a couple of years, I exactly. you know, can 100% agree with that. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Right. Next week we have a meeting for Misty Flicks. Misty Flicks. For some yes. reason I thought it was this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so thought it I. was weird they were having a Waitangi weekend day. I, I, I had a nightmare last week of reading things. Like I thought I'm 100% convinced I saw this email at work. Doesn't exist. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that. I saw the time for that meeting, but never the date in that WhatsApp chat. Until yeah. I went back in it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Oh, I, I, I was exactly the same because you said I'll pick you up on Tuesday. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." No, I because I was doing the page the night before, and she goes, "No, no, it's not tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh, that makes lots of sense." Yeah. I, sorry, I don't know what's going on with my brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm glad. Yep, yeah, but I'm, she, she. She mentioned that. So the interesting thing is I am launching a um, a new challenge, a new film competition. Yes. So I am the Misty Flicks Challenge uh, coordinator is going to be my That's new right. title there. And you, my friend, yeah. are taking over the coordination of the entire festival. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't really know what that means. Um, yes. Uh, 
I think that means you're my boss. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. So nothing changed. Uh, <laughs> I think it's sort of yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Yeah. So um, expect to hear a lot more about Misty Flicks in the coming year. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. I'll see ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.